Hi, and welcome to Is This Really For Kids, where I, your host, Thea Touchton, decide, is this really for children? And I'm so excited today because we have kind of a controversial one, which I really don't think is for children, but at least like a teenager can handle this, but I'm, I love it. It's my favorite scary movie. Yay. On today's episode, we are going to talk about my favorite horror film. And you might be saying, wait, horror films... Those aren't for children, but I would beg to differ that like horror means a lot to the teenagers. This is where I first saw this film. I saw this film when I was like 15 and it stuck with me and it's good and I feel like it's very angsty and this is a season about death and I feel like this applies. So let's get into it. My favorite horror film is The Uninvited. Did I just spend five episodes talking about a series of unfortunate events with Emily Browning? Absolutely, I did. And I will continue my Emily Browning obsession because I think she's just a fantastic actress and she is like a really good role model. The Uninvited starts with a darkly lit makeout scene, right? You know it's going to be good. There's always punishment for any sexual activity in any horror movie. Then it starts off with a real modern romance. She tells her boyfriend that she loves him and he's like, I have a condom and and, you know it's over so he's drunk and she's just like done and she's like I shouldn't be here also all of the outfits in this movie are fabulous just like style tips like I don't even know it's like Malibu meets a little bit of like east side preppy I don't know it works it works anyway Anna is trying to get home also there's like fantastic cute hairstyles as well this it was just I love this movie, okay? I just love it. The costume design, the, whoever costume designed this, you are a star. You know what I mean? You are a star. Your star, go IMBD, costumes here, and pay special attention because she's a treasure, or he, or they are a treasure, the costume design. So then, Anna's in the spooky wood with a garbage bag, and it moves, and then there's a person inside, and it's really creepy. Ah, I hate it. It does like the snap head thing and she sees people being annoyed. You know, that's not very helpful. There was a very creepy thing that was happening. So she goes home and then she hears her like mother's bell and her mom is like sick in this boathouse and alone. And the bell is like so sad. Honestly, seeing this mom, it's it's sad. And Anna is mad because she's like, like, my mom's not supposed to be alone. What's happening? And then there's like a lot of she's like panicking a little bit, taking deep breaths, thinks that something is wrong. So she runs up to the house to go see her dad. Right. Hoping like, like nothing else happened to her dad because she's now aware of the reality in which like both of her parents can die, right? Because I think she's young. It's unclear whether she is a teenager or not, but I always just assumed she's a teenager. She might be 18, but I don't know. I always thought she was like 16. Anyway, she feels like something is wrong. She doesn't feel safe. And she goes and she sees that there's blood from the doorknob and then there's a fire in the boathouse. And she's telling this all to like a psychologist and she's like, my mom is trying to tell me something, but I can't understand it. And then she goes and she grabs a watering can, but she doesn't remember to put out the fire. And so she like is like fiddling with her sleeves. You know, it's very uncomfortable admitting all of this. It was a lot like psychologically going on. And the psychologist is like, well, your mom will always be there to protect you. You know, she's like, it's like the sound of the wind. Like, you know, you'll be protected. And Anna's like, well, I couldn't protect her the night of the fire because that's like when she lost her mom, but she can't really remember what happened. The psychiatrist is like, well, you know, sometimes we survive by remembering, but sometimes we survive by forgetting. And it's like, honestly, there's some things that I think it would be best for me to forget that I think I would move on with ease if I did do that. So, but obviously too, this wasn't a great psychiatrist in what happens next. So it's been 10 months 
since she's been outside and she's ready to like you know kiss a boy or get in trouble or kiss a girl you know and get in more trouble because people are still homophobic unfortunately but she had like slit her wrist and there was so much blood and she was just very worried that she couldn't be fixed but now she is gonna brave the real world and her hair is perfect and then she's got this one roommate who's like really creepy and is like oh well who am I gonna tell my stories to if you leave oh and the freedom from the hospital here was such a oh it was such a good thing I I feel like it was really well directed because that is something that I think a lot of movies like it's like they move from the hospital to the next scene and it's like when you're out of the hospital there is like a huge thing of relief and it is so important like nobody likes to go to the hospital except when they work there and really enjoy their job so her dad has finished this book he's a writer he dedicated it to his daughters but Rachel their former nurse is living with her dad and she's made cookies and Rachel is kind of like oh I would have come pick you up at the hospital but you know your dad wanted you all to yourself and I was like yeah I don't know if you should come to the hospital right away lady you're kind of a, a bit of the problem but Anna despite the setback is pretty excited to be home so she's just like running around and she like runs to her bed and bumps her head she was like relaxing I mean they like really nailed about like everything that you treasure after being out of a mental hospital so she starts to like Swim in the ocean. She strips down to these adorable play clothes because this costumer was on point. Also on point is the cinematography. It's just a really amazing movie. But Rachel is, you know, in the house all sweaty because she's early and Anna's early and she's like, welcome home to the home that they had before she even really knew Rachel. And she comments on that Anna is like skinny and wants to like fatten her up um, and is making her favorite meal. Um, so she's trying but there seems to be something sinister in the in the way of this woman maybe it's because she's a nurse and you see some crap as a nurse i'm not sure but she is thinking about maybe throwing in a party and anna is just like okay i just want to go into the water especially like they don't let you shave your armpits at a mental hospital because of the you know razors usually so you have to like be uncomfortable in that so I could understand like just wanting like real water and like even like the little shower they have is like sad it's like huge and really lonely it's really bad anyway there's like a new boathouse and she kind of has like a flashback of the mom and the bell because the hook hitting the thing is making a similar sound like it's like a, a little like I don't know enough about sailing and marinery to tell you what exactly it is but it's like a little hook and it's making a similar sound and she just looks into the new boathouse and it's like it never happened whatever she was worrying about the fire all of it it's fine so then she sees her sister Alex who is wearing an if you notice the same hoodie from when we last saw her I think and she's a little bit pissed because Alex like didn't come to see her and Alex is like oh I was like working weekends and she's like so what did I miss and she's like well Anna says well the new ward was better you know I was part of uh, I had better food you know there's crazier people and Alex is kind of mad because she feels like Anna then deserted her uh, because she had to deal with like the funeral and all of the cops and the accidents because Anna was over out having a mental breakdown. And like Alex is mad that Anna didn't even write her back for letters. And Anna's like, I didn't get anything. And well, Anna says that she thinks maybe her doctor didn't want to see him because it was trying to like make her figure out her own mind. Uh, and sometimes they do that like they take away phone it's usually for like privacy so that because most phones have like a camera on them so you can't use them but yeah it like takes away being able to like text from your friends so it's really hard because you lose people when you don't communicate with them especially when you're younger so however Alex doesn't think that it's the 
doctor that kept the letters from Anna. She thinks it's the dad. So then Anna just like watches them fight. But notice how her father never says anything. And Alex is leaving because she's pissed off. And she's like, Anna's like, well, wait, where are you going? And Alex is like, whatever, as if anyone cares. So angsty. And honestly, Anna does a really good job for being a younger sister, giving her like life circumstances at this point. She does a really good job. She just like, she tries so hard. Um, But maybe it's easier because you don't know the ending yet. But anyway, so... Rachel now wants to hug Anna because now she's not clean and sweaty. And Anna notices that Rachel has painted the kitchen uh, and took away the chalkboard that they used to have in the house. Like, is making these changes has pretty much, like, moved in, which is, like, kind of fucked up. Like, but I also understand, like, his daughter was in a ward for 10 months. He probably needed something because he's also human. And, like, the mom was dead, dying, and sick, you know? Um, And that is, like... You are going to have to mentally move on. And it was just like, it's a hard situation. It wasn't like, obviously the best. She didn't act, I think, the most respectful. And Rachel maybe has a little bit too much control. And so Anna, I think, is just like upset that the change happened and that she kind of just like didn't have any control over it. And this is like where she has lived. And she doesn't set help Rachel set the table because she's not hungry, which is also not a good sign of mental health, like eating regularly actually is pretty good but she ends up finding the old chalkboard they used to have in the room in the attic and she she wanted it because it like reminds of her mom and while she's in the attic she smells her mom's clothes you know is grieving her still because that's her mom and here's like the bell again uh and that bell is like it's killing it uh, that they went hard on that sound design. They were ready. And then you kind of start to see because they never come out and say that, oh, like Rachel was. Hi, I'm Rachel, your dad's new girlfriend and the nurse of your mom. They never say that. It just is like in this moment when she's going through the attic, you see this photograph of there's like a family photo of Anna, Alex, the mom and the dad. And then there's Rachel as the nurse. And you see like how just oh, the the breath sounds of the mom of how sick she was. It's just like, it's traumatic. The way that she was like, literally, she was sick to the point it was like fading. She was like, the life was fading from her body. Like you looked at her and knew she was sick. It was that kind of sick. So Anna then has this like nightmare vision of the bell is like haunted by it, of her mom ghost basically coming back and like, warning her with a growling rattly sound and her bloody burned hand just like pointing at Rachel it's like she like gets this like vision from her mom's ghost trying to say something is happening and then she sees her sister Alex who comes in and is like what are you doing and and I was like sleeping and Alex is like well I'm drunk I went to a party drinks were served and she's mad that Anna brought out the bell and thinks that it should stay in the attic because she hates it and Anna's like well it reminds me of mom and Alex is like Rachel bought that bell at the pet store like it's just like to make her mom basically a dog to make it easier uh and then Alex says you know that way when she had the bell she could hear she like Alex is trying to say that like She needed the bell so that she knew when to stop writing their dad, which is terrible. And it's just like, but it's true though. It's like kind of messed up that like, it's just inappropriate that they weren't focused on business. Although I understand like trauma sometimes bonds and it's like, you know, what do you do? But oof, it's, it's rough. So anyway, Anna goes and hangs up the chalkboard 
in the kitchen and she kind of misses with the hammer and it makes it ugly but she like hangs the chalkboard but I kind of love that because it's so me <laughs> and Rachel is like approving of it and she's like oh yeah that's great that's good that's just what the kitchen needed right trying to be helpful and Anna's just still kind of like doing the bitchy teenager thing kind of disrespecting your father she doesn't really want to be the quiet and proper polite little lady because she's like pissed at what has happened she's very angry still and it but doesn't really know how to express it and she and Alex kind of bond over how their mom used to like leave messages in bad handwriting on the board and that like Rachel's not like stolen the kitchen over and Rachel says this like weird thing too which kind of starts to like lead you on to this thing of thinking like there's something weird about her because she's like oh and I'm so glad to have you back I hope it works out so you can stay and she's like Anna's like um I intend to like why wouldn't she stay? This is her home. So she, so then she sees her boyfriend, which she hasn't seen in a long time. Um, and she was like kind of wearing a little skimmy bikini. So she like puts a shirt on because, you know, she's kind of shy. And her boyfriend, Matt, is like, oh, I tried to visit you, but they wouldn't let me. He, and then she was like, well, you should have slit your wrist too. Then we could have been roommates. Honestly, that's so funny. Um, such a self-aware joke and bold and exactly the type of joke a suicidal person makes. So Matt apologized for the night at the beach that he says that he was like nervous and that he drank a bunch and that he was just he's not a smart drunk. He's a dumb drunk and that he was really worried about her and he went looking for Anna and he followed her home that night and he was like, I was here. I saw everything. And then Rachel comes down and is like, um, aren't you running late, Matt? I used to think Matt was so hot. Now I don't. Honestly, it might just be because his name is Matt. So, But anyway, he delivers their grocery and supplies because they're that rich. They get it delivered by boat. And they're inviting people to dinner because they never have anyone over the house. And Anna like drops this paperweight. And then here's like the bell in the boathouse again. And then they like sees this like kind of really cool lighting through the window. But then she sees her mom who's like blackened and burned rising up and is like sobbing and has like a murder scream and scree and then Anna starts just screaming in the boathouse and Alex finds her and Anna realizes like oh that really was mom I saw my mom and I think she's trying to tell me something that she it wasn't an accident like that what happened to her and she just knows that it was Rachel and she's just like a deep hate for Rachel and feels like Rachel's like spying on her and so she kind of decides to just like Get to know Rachel more and understand why, like, you know, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer, essentially. So, and then I love the shot of her and Alex in this bath together. They're not, like, taking a bath. They're just, like, sitting in the bath together, chilling. And Alex is like, are you sure that you're not jumping to conclusions that it was just a dream? And she's like, oh, Anna's, like, kind of really offended by that. She's like, oh, you think it's just in my head? And she's just like, I don't think the tap leaked. I think Rachel turned it on because they had like a tap of gasoline. But then Rachel comes into the bathroom and knocks on the door and is like, do you, I'm going to town. Do you want to come? So Anna says that she'll go to go see Matt at least. And then Rachel is like a fast driver and she's like, oh, your dad hates it when I drive fast. But it can be our little secret, you know, like I guess trying to bond to be like, oh, I'm not that perfect. LOL. Right. Um, but I think it just appears reckless to Anna. And then they got rid of their mom's car because Rachel was like I think we just needed something like more fun or also somebody that didn't remind you of the dead woman's husband you took probably and then she explains that she got these pearls around her neck 
from a job that somebody gave them to her because she was such a good nurse. Um, very hateable contact because she was like, you know, she Rachel had to like wipe old people's butts for a living. You know, she wasn't always like beautiful. And I wonder if their mom was like maybe like a star. So that's why maybe they were rich. Uh, maybe they were like both artists because she says like, oh, they weren't all beautiful like your mom. And Rachel goes on about how like, oh, a lot of the old people, they have lots of money, but they're too ashamed or too weak and they smell bad. And then they expect to be treated bad. And basically Rachel is like talking about how like, with the old people, she was like, I didn't care when they were mean to me because I knew that they would be dead very, very soon. And I guess Rachel is trying to like establish that she has a past too, that things always haven't been easy for her, trying to get some common ground with Anna. She really is trying, but it comes off as like so cold because obviously I think to be the person who did what she did, she is kind of like a little bit of a, a loose cannon. So then Anna is like seeing these three children at the counter, but then doesn't see these three children at the counter and then goes behind the the like grocery store thing, like where they actually like stock the milk, um, which I think is so cool. That was like the first time I realized that was a thing that is happening. And Matt tells her that the fire wasn't an accident. And Anna is like, I want your help though. I need to know, like I, I don't have a lot of memories of that night. And Matt is like, you know what? Like, I can't do it here because I'm working and I'm already getting in trouble. Meet me tonight at 11 at The Rock. Um, and then Rachel, like, makes her leave the store. It's just really, like, limiting her time with Matt. I don't know if that's, like, what her father said or what she thinks is wise, but it's also, like, very annoying. Even in, I think, reality, it's just annoying. So they come home and Alex jumps because she thought that Anna was... Rachel and they're going through all of her stuff and they see that she's like got all of these lacy things like and they like kind of shame her sexuality which is mean you know uh they call her literally a crack whore without the dignity like not the most feminist thing to do but they're angry and they feel like they've been taken from and they shame her because she has a huge metallic dildo but then what scares them is that they find horse tranquilizers and they're like why does she have these so Alex, because she's like snarky and cool, takes the batteries out and of the vibrator and is like, party's over, Rach, which is like a major inconvenience, right? So Anna goes to the Shadows Rock. It's a full moon, but she doesn't see anything. So then she comes back up and falls asleep and is asking Alex to like stay with her um, until she falls asleep. And Alex is like, huh, every time, if I had 10 bucks for every time I heard that. And she goes, but no funny stuff. And then Anna has this like nightmare dream about like the children being all bloody and having like blood spilt. And then she hears her boyfriend, Matt has like snuck up and he was like, he crawled out through, like he crawled in through her window and was like, oh, hey, I didn't want to wake your parents up. I waited for you. And he's like soaked. And he's like, yeah, I fell and hurt my back and his shirt is off. And he's like, I'm sorry it's so late. He's like, I know the truth of what happened. And and she's like, uh, well, tell me. And Matt is just like shivering. And he's like, I can't feel anything. I'm really scared, Anna. And she's like, well, don't be. And they kiss. Oh, and then when his back cracks because his like spine is all messed up and it's just rough. And he's like, your mother tried to warn me, but I didn't listen. And he like just crawls back towards her, like his back not aligned. It's so creepy. And he's like begging her to hold him. And then she just wakes up in the morning having like really heavy breathing because it's like stressed out. It seems like it was just a dream, but it felt really real to her. 
But then outside there's helicopters and it's like, and they see that her boyfriend is dead in the water, like super blue being pulled up. And it just like hits me hard when I see this. It's just like so devastating for Anna. And they see that like the sheriff is talking to her dad and Alex and they come to the conclusion that Matt hit a piece of timber and fell on back and Anna is like freaking out because she was supposed to meet him and she's just like very very sad and alone by the water and nobody really acknowledges Alex yet we haven't really seen Alex interact with everybody just keep this in the back of your mind it might be important later so Anna thinks that it's her fault that Matt is dead because he was coming to see her and help her. And she thinks maybe Rachel killed him because she didn't want him to come see or talk to him because she's guilty. So she's like protecting herself. And she just feels so weird because she has like no privacy, which happens when somebody's suicidal because they have to be like watched afterward because it's an ongoing process. But it is like a really hard balance. And the dad is kind of like to Anna that, you know, like it's difficult and hard on all of us. So Anna is just like sobbing her eyes out, super depressed because this is like a hard thing to deal with right when you come out of the hospital. Then she realizes that when she's looking in the mirror that she has bruises on her arms and she's like, I thought I was dreaming about him, but I wasn't. And Alex is like afraid, but she's like, Anna's like, I'm not crazy. You can't send me back. Like something is happening. And Alex is like, I'm not afraid for about you. I'm afraid for our own safety. Because Alex is like, we are the one thing standing between Rachel and what she really likes. So then Anna is setting up the table for the party and she sees Rachel putting on makeup and she's just kind of like weirdly lurking in the doorway watching her, which is a little strange. And Rachel's kind of like, oh, Anna, you have such beautifully shaped lips, but you don't know what to do with them. And is like, you know what? Men, they always say like all that stuff about the eyes. That's bullshit. What they want is a girl with a really pretty mouth, which is like kind of sexual and disgusting, but she's trying to do her best. And she asked about the pearls around her neck and trying to like figure out who she was really in. And Rachel says, it's like, oh, I got this from the summer school teacher from New Orleans who died five years ago. And Anna's like really interested in these pearls. But because Anna's kind of being like snarky and doesn't understand what Rachel is doing. I mean, I think it's kind of very rude of Rachel to take the pearls away but I guess she doesn't trust Anna and that's like a treasured heirloom to Rachel but still weird so she like puts them on Anna but Anna's like snarky to her and then she like takes them away and Rachel's like you know I've talked to your father about your behavior you know we're really concerned and I think that it was a mistake letting you out and this is like not news to deliver to somebody's daughter that's not your own in their first like public party like that was a really cold move from her like, Rachel isn't all innocent here. And Rachel is like, you're not going to take this party away from me. I'm not going to allow it. Our guests are coming. So Anna is just like, okay, I've had it. I'm going to go to the police. And then but she has stuff to get through. She just has to get through the party. So she's in this dress and a bunch of people are coming up and saying that Anna looks terrific and that she's grown up on her dad, which is like, weird for me but I also don't have a father so I understand of just being like oh like my daughter's really beautiful right and just like understanding that like oh she's like growing up and becoming something gorgeous also it's hard because it's like both your facial features which you're used to and the person that you once liked um, facial features so while I don't condone people having um incestuous like incestuous relationships or being like 
terrible and creepy, I do feel like I understand the narcissism that goes behind thinking somebody is attractive. So Anna is mad because it feels like her dad gave Rachel the green light to just come in and judge her. But her dad is like, give Rachel a hand at, at, at this party, like doesn't hear it, even though like she's just saying that like Anna doesn't feel good enough for all of this. And I honestly think Anna should take some priority because she's clearly like not OK. And the people at the party were like judging her. So she like takes a break from all that Anna and she goes and throws things in the trash and helps Rachel. And she's like, OK, Rachel's like freaking out and is like, OK, open the oven you know in 10 minutes because we got to let the roast set to let the blood flow in before carving it and she's wearing a white dress with the roast I don't know it's risky to me so Anna is taking out the garbage and honestly this is why I hate taking out the trash because this jump scare gets me all the time so she's digging through the trash and she sees that like a sauce can rolls out she has to go get it it's a little crazy to jump through the cash but oh the jump scare got me although it does really depend on tv size so in that jump scare she accidentally knocks over the roast and rachel like takes the knife and screams at her and is like what are you trying to do to me which is like really fucked up and it wasn't like it was on purpose from what we saw and alex is trying to say to rachel to like leave her alone and so anna just goes to bed because her dad is disappointed and it's like, honestly, they could just wipe off the roast and still serve it. It wasn't like completely ruined. It just fell off the table. You know, I mean, there's like a reason, right? Like they know that the family's going through something. It should be like this big shame at the party. Like the fact that they're trying to pretend is abusive. I feel like it's not very nice because it's like, it's not reality. It's like Sony can still be sad and they're healing through it. And there can still be beautiful moments of time. Like we don't need to hide everything and pretend everything's perfect for other people. But I Anna is like, you know what? Rachel is not who you think she is. She's lying to you. She's lying about everything, where she's from. And she just wants you for yourself. And if mom could see you now, she would be like really disappointed. And her dad is just like hits her coldly and is like, honestly, I think you're the one who's trying to tear this family apart, not Rachel, which is like messed up. But her dad is like, we're going to make this family work because her dad has moved on and now he's going to marry Rachel, which whew, a lot of information and to somebody who is not entirely mentally stable right now. And the dad admits to, they have basically have this party to have an engagement party. So they're getting married this fall. And the dad is like, you know, I'm not ashamed to be happy again. And the dad ends up going away for a little bit on, I think something to do with his book. And Rachel is getting her, them to like, look like a family at the funeral for Matt. And Anna is just like pissed off because she thinks like everything is Rachel's fault and in a way it like kind of is and so she goes and puts like roses on the grave but then she sees these little children dressed in kind of like a different period uh, and she wanders off from the funeral and sees these kids all holding hands to the graveyard and falls into the grave and sees and finds like the name of the grave and then she ends up looking it up and finds out that in 1996, April 11th, three children were murdered by a physician. They were sedated and stabbed repeatedly by Mildred Kemp, at 19, a nanny. Mildred was romantically obsessed with the wife who died in a car accident uh, and still remains at large, and that there were these pearls. And Anna makes this connection. She's like, oh, these pearls, they were a gift from the old patient is what she's telling. And it's like, this is our proof. Rachel is proud of them. And she decides that like this thing with Rachel is going to end 
and tonight but um she's worried that rachel like overheard them and the door to their house is locked you know because they're being like really overprotective of anna and i always think it's funny when they do those shots of like where they look through the keyhole because i feel like i look through any keyhole and i never see that much but anna's trying to sneak out to go basically you know tell the police what she's learned and gather this information and she's like going through this stuff you know trying to find anything she can to prove that this is mildred kept to have a stronger case to the police and rachel is like what are you doing like what are you looking for do you want these pearls like really they mean nothing to me take them and then alex is like you know what we know everything and Rachel's like okay you caught me which is like a weird thing to say given the circumstances that will be revealed so then Rachel then grabs Alex and Anna and tries to sedate her and Anna like makes her fall into the vanity and then hits her with the perfume bottle and Rachel's like I don't want to hurt you Anna just make this easy you know this is not how I wanted it but then Anna is like done because this lady is trying to sedate her which is crazy and like her dad should have never left them alone so then anna slams rachel's hand in the door which is ow painful as heck and scary and then alex is sedated but they got the necklace as proof and alex barricades the door and is like go to the sheriff he'll believe you and and Anna is like, I love you. I can't leave you here. And Alex is like, you're going to have to because I'm sedated. Like, I can't keep up. Like, I'm like falling asleep. I can barely do this. And so she's like, OK, I'll come back. I promise. So then she gets in the car and drives off. And then she she like kind of falls and stumbles to the police station because she's just like traumatized and scared. And so she explains what happened and that Rachel murdered her mom. And she's like, I know how this sounds, but do you remember Mildred Kemp and the policeman is like yeah that's out west in Orange County it's like I have this pearl necklace of her and and Rachel is her and she wants to kill Alex and I and then marry our father and the police officer is like all right just sit tight so he pulls up the system and Anna is like frightened she's like Alex is still there you know like I'm scared of what's going to happen to my sister and the policeman is like, listen, no one's, nothing's going to happen to anybody. Don't worry. And so then Anna falls asleep waiting because she's in like a hyper stress situation. And she thinks that she sees her mom at first. But then it's Rachel. And she's like, don't be afraid. I'm a nurse. And obviously she doesn't believe her because she's trying to drug her. And then Rachel carries her upstairs. I mean, whatever antidepressant she was on is like not okay. We're, they were not working for Anna. But Rachel is like, okay, you're going to sleep now. I'm taking off your shoes and and she's like taking off Anna's shoes and she's like you know Anna I can't I was never going to have children of my own I can't she's like did I ever tell you that and she's like undressing Anna and she's like I never I'd always imagined what it would be like to have a daughter and it's like and Anna's like so scared and Rachel is like and now you've taken that away from me but also like it's not about her like she's being so selfish and and scary but then Anna grabs this knife and Rachel tries to stop her because it's like, you careful, you don't want to hurt yourself. But then Anna sees Alex and then she like is asleep and then she wakes up and she sees that like the knife is missing and there's like a bunch of like horror movie music. There's just a blood trail on the stairs through the hallway. This is like the iconic shot because this is a remake of a Korean film, which is, yeah, Korea obviously is great films as they've been like winning the Oscars for a while, but it is like 
insane that is like the stunning shot like of having just like the blood everywhere i think that was like one of the first times it did it in like the 1960s the blood trail is just like through the house and she just basically leads it to this dumpster where there's a body in the bag and rachel is murdered super murdered and alex is like all freaked out and she's like we tried everything this was the only way and anna's like white blood ground is like kind of covered in blood and Alex is just like, I I did what I had to do, didn't I? Like, didn't I have to? And is like breaking down. And oh, the music is so good. And then then the dad comes home. And Anna is like, just look at me. Be brave, okay? We're going to get through this. And as Anna is covered in blood, her dad is like obviously very nervous. And he's like, Anna, are you all right? And Anna is like, listen, Rachel started the fire. And dad is like, what are you talking about? And, he, and she's like, dad, Rachel killed mom. Uh, and they're like holding hands. Anna and Alex are holding hands. And she says, and Alex is kind of getting frustrated because she's like, dad never listens. And Anna is going on and it's like, listen, Rachel drugged me and she drugged Alex and she tried to kill us. And it was like, Alex had to do it. And her dad is so confused. He's like, what are you saying? And Alex is like getting even more intense down. She's like, he can't see it. He never will. And their dad realizes that Anna doesn't know what happened to her sister. And he explains that Alex died and Anna doesn't believe him. And she's like, Anna, Alex died a year ago. She died in the fire. And then Anna has this realization and it's like, oh, shot so good. This is such a good movie. And then Anna realizes that she, the blood on all the nightgown is hers because like, she is the murderer. And her dad is like, what have you done? And then all of a sudden, Anna remembers everything. She remembers the boathouse. She remembers that the fire wasn't an accident. That when she left, when they were drunk at the party and her boyfriend tried to like sleep with her and was gross, she's like going and retracing her steps in real life. And she sees that there was like this romantic dinner for two. And she like looks to the bedroom and sees that her dad and Rachel are fucking and she sees that through the keyhole because these keyholes they got a lot of space where you can see things in this universe and so then she like knocks this glass over because she's fucking pissed because it's disgusting what her dad's doing and obviously too she was like almost raped at this party or in kind of like a sexual harassment situation so then she anna takes this lantern and which why did they have a tap full of kerosene i'm unsure of but she ends up taking the lantern and like a watering can and filling it up with kerosene and Alex comes back from the party and she's like why did you leave like the guys want to come back to our house and Anna left the tap on and Anna is like it's not our house anymore um and she like wants that Rachel girl to burn in hell which is like fucked up like she's literally like going to kill this person she's so angry and Alex is still trying to understand the situation. She's right by the boathouse, but Anna has left the lantern there and the kerosene tap dripping and their mom rings the bell. So Alex goes to go treat her, but then the whole house goes up in flames because the can's build and it is so terrible and it is so sad and it is such like an intense fire. And then it's just like left at Anna in her bloody gown staring at the boathouse remembering and then all of these flashbacks where she was like she was alone at the dock she was alone in the bath she killed her own boyfriend 
He was saying, don't let go, hold me. And she pushed him off of the rock. She's the one who got the knife. I'm still curious as to why the knife was just like sitting there on this girl's bedside, but all right, whatever. And she hears like the last thing that Rachel said of like, and now you've taken that away from me. And oh man, her father is destroyed. He's lost pretty much all of the people in his life. But also like, you fucked the nursemaid before your wife died. So like the karma on that, you know, it was happening. And the police are like, well, wait, Rachel's passport didn't match her driver's license. And, and the dad explains that like Rachel used to have a boyfriend that used to beat her up. So she's like changed her name. And they're like, well, this Mildred Kemp stuff, why would she make all of that up? And Anna is just like staring at him through the car, the police car, um, not covered in blood. I guess it took all night to figure out for them to finally come. And then, yeah, they're just like staring at each other. There's like this music, beautiful music. And then it's Anna at the mental hospital with like a little broken pocket and white socks. And she tore Rachel's face out of the one picture. And she talks to the psychiatrist and she's like, I did exactly what you wanted. And he's like, oh, you did? Like thinking probably it's like some minor mental task thing. And she's like, yeah, I finished what I started. And it's like, fuck, I know that psychiatrist was bad. Like pushed her in all the wrong ways. He's like partially responsible. And then you realize that the roommate across the hall with her creepy eyes is like welcome home and that she's Mildred Kemp because it's on the doorway, which I don't think is, you're not really supposed to because of patient confidentiality, but whatever. Um, and that's how it ends. And yeah, one of my favorite scary movies. It's so good. Um, obviously for a bit of an older child, if you are going to let your child watch it, but I really enjoyed it. I had so much fun watching it. I've watched it a bunch of times and it definitely holds up for at least a few rewatches, which is something for horror. Yeah, I really, really loved it. I can't think of anything else to say. I didn't really have a guest on because it's kind of an underground movie. Like, I don't know if everybody knows it. I know it was really popular at the time that it came out, but yeah, I, my favorite horror movie and I wanted it to be on the first season. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this first season. It's been so much fun to make it for you. I promise that next season will be better. I'm just kind of waiting for my Invisalign and then I will get going in an even new direction. But meanwhile, I'm starting a production company, so I'm not just sitting around. I am a working actor and I'm always trying to book new work. I'm especially interested in booking on networks or bigger television products. I, I want to have some fun and I want to make some more money, so... Um, anyways, ways that you can help support me is either recommending me to those people going on, supporting my show, social media, all of the links are below and yeah, feel free to give suggestions for movies that you'd like me to watch. I can always save them for next year and yeah, I'm just grateful to everyone who's listened and tuned in. I would love for there to be more people. So sharing this and talking about it with your friends is the greatest and I hope that it really helps people and is entertaining. Thanks so much and I'll see you next time. Bye.